It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Luke Rich. Still bringing the bull. The Danny. What up? How's it going, guys? Good, man. You? Better. Better than last week. So yeah, good. why is that? Funerals done and over with. Mm-hmm. Back home. Oh, way, to br- way to bring it down. Yeah. Way to br- no, it was good. Funeral went well for funerals. I don't know if it was good, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not- <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before. It went well for a funeral. Okay. Yeah. Hope that was deep thoughts. That was it. That's all you get this week. At the beginning, I like it. Yeah. Now everybody's going to stop this. Yeah, sound of the mood before we even get started. (laughs) Everybody needs to get over on Cigar Noise. Had it up over there. Bring you back to life. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad pun. Bad fucking pun. Yeah, that, was, that was not really the time. Here we are. Oh, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Savage as oh. fuck. Okay, <laughs> oh, boy. It will, uh, cigar noise will keep you alive. So get over there. Unlike the deep thoughts with you. Unlike. This podcast that Drew went to. <clears throat> well, Drew, yeah, I think what it is, man, is Drew is just a very matter of the fact person. No shit. So, like, for normal human beings, this would be like a somber moment where you know you're reflecting on the passing of a loved one. For Drew, it's 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 you know, this yeah, part of life. It's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> Drew, I, I, you is. I don't know, man. Is that is the fuck them attitude? Is that part of of the whole kind of is what it is type of attitude that you live by? I mean, I guess so. Sure, yeah. You've known me how, long enough to know. I know. I think it's the steroids. I could wish be. I could say that. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll have to change things, dude. I, if I get old enough to where I can actually be on steroids from a Are doctor, you dying now? I'm doing it. Uh, dying? Why, why? Well, you said if you get old enough, like why wouldn't you get older? Well, eventually you get to an age where you can actually get on uh, roids from a doctor, man. Oh, word. Yeah, I've never asked. <laughs> By the way, speaking of roids. <laughs> Um, I, I watched Rambo Last Blood the other night. Oh, he's juiced. Which, which hold on, essentially was basic. It was an adult Home Alone. I mean, that's really what it turned into. Yeah, it's been called that. Yes. Has it really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's Mo thought that's he came what, up with something new. I know, man. I thought I was. I, I thought it was. <laughs> I'm going to hit him with this from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, bro, everyone's been saying that. Yeah, because he, set he sets up all those traps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. And, and, and the cigar way, it's like, yeah, Padrones, I think they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tough guy, relax. We, we know you were going to this new brand. 
Yeah, we know you just went live with TLE. Come back a little tough. We get it. Okay. Well, you saw me drinking. You saw me drinking on there. Uh, no, I don't. I don't yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. But you don't watch TLE. Oh, nice. Sorry. No, that's not it. I, I told him you did too. Instigate mass. Yeah. Kyle, where were you starting? Well, I was going to say while we're talking about it, let's do a quick shout out to TLE Podcast and the Cigar Noise Boys. And uh, what other podcasts you want to mention that people should uh, find their way to after this one, not not right this fucking minute? Well, they already downloaded, so it's whatever. That's true. You you listened. You count. But yeah. the, the good stuff is yet to come. I assure you. And let, let let's make our downloads or listens like a like a Chicago election. Download it once, twice, three times, different accounts, whatever you got to do. Just keep downloading. Exactly. Yeah. Not that we're making money on this or anything, but that'd be nice. That would be nice. No, we're not, but it helps establish legitimacy. Does it? I don't know. So yeah. I feel like up at this. Sounds cool. Almost the opposite. If you get too big, right? Like. There's a legitimacy curve here. <laughs> we got a ways to go before we care. Um, <laughs> you know our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, for anybody who is not pulled out of this episode, uh, let's talk about the four big companies that pulled out of the PCA trade show. Oh, I don't pull out. Uh, nice, cow. How many kids you got, Danny? Three. Five. Uh, I, that's true then true. yep there it is um but yeah so so do one of you guys want to talk about this the, nope. the background on it no okay uh so four companies pulled out of the pca trade show they made an announcement together they all said they did it independently but announced together it was altidus general drew estate and davidoff right these giant fucking companies uh, so a lot of people have been throwing around thoughts and perspectives and all kinds of stuff. Um, so just for background, before we dive into some opinions, um, the, the company said that the reasons included declining attendance of the trade show, increased costs of attending, uh, and then they also heavily implied that different approaches to regulation were part of it, but they didn't say that. Um, so PCA turns around and puts out a statement saying this is going to be an awesome show, it's going to be great, and then reiterating the words family owned companies over and over and over again, like just to exclude these guys. Uh, the boutique cigar association posted on Facebook, basically saying all four of these companies want regulations to blow us all out of the water. Uh, and it seems like absolutely everybody sucks. So what are your thoughts on all this? All right. Mo, you well, go first. <laughs> okay, Drew. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's no. <laughs> this is this is a very okay. So there's different perspectives, right? Some people are saying exactly that that this is a ploy by them because ultimately they want the regulations to squeeze out the smaller players. Um, I don't know, man, what to think really about all of this. While I see some of the concerns that they raised. The companies that did this in the way they came out together and announced it probably didn't win them any, like, it didn't lay to rest any sort of conspiracy theories, if you will, right? Um, with that said, uh, I don't really know how to feel about it, man. Uh, look, it's if 
it's not like this has never been done before where the big players in a market use regulation to squeeze out the smaller players. That's, that's a really old trick. Okay. And if that's ultimately what they want to execute, that's fine. I mean, general or Altadis literally sell ones like what they sell in a skew is more than a lot of boutique companies sell in a year, like across all of their lines. Yeah. So, you could say, yeah, they want to squeeze out the boutique guys and whatnot. Maybe there's some truth to that. Um, I also feel like there's a part of them that we're going to get regulated, so we want to control this as much as possible, and they have the resources to do that. So I don't know, man. I'm not really sure what to make of it until I – I need to hear some some in, more insider opinions, if you will. Um I haven't done really any digging into my network to, to listen to what people are, are going with but um, or hearing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll reserve judgment for now. But I will say this. Fred Rui. We'll see. Yeah, okay. Fred Rui <laughs> came out and said this opens up the door for a lot of, like, that next tier of companies to have a bit, like, have where the show might make a bigger impact for them. While I'm not sure if that's necessarily true, it is an interesting point that it brings up. If, yeah, if the about same that, retailers like... go, then I agree. What's that? If the retailers all go, then I agree yeah. with him. If the yeah. retailers don't go because their their big brands aren't there, then it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thought was kind of like, man, imagine if you could have gotten to the show, into the trade show before these four companies dominated it right like what if you had that opportunity to say you know what you know i the regulation seems to be up in the air right now they're not really looks like they're not really going to enforce this things are going to be kind of normal right like what if this is the year i take over and i become the drew estate of the fucking ipcpr right like and and there's there's that now i legitimacy i mean i think they have all the legitimacy there is i mean they are the show you know hardly anyone called it ipcpr it is are you going to the show the show the show and you know using a baseball term like a show is what the show is where you want to play right so are they going to hurt this year absolutely but is it the end of them i don't think so right now i mean i'm assuming they're a lot smarter than i am um, I've been wrong before, but still, um, they really? they could potentially, you know, cha- fix things. Whatever whatever the feedback is that people want them to fix, right? And then uh, just bounce back next year. You know, say hey, you know, sorry we fucked up. Here it is. Or they say, you know, there's a lot of retail shops saying, fuck it, I don't need general, I don't need Drew Estate, I'm just going to go boutique heavy. I mean, I I don't I don't know. It's I think a lot of it, TPE is going to show a lot of what's going to happen. If people go in and have killer TPE shows, you know, or, or, or sales or whatever it is, um, it's, it's going to be, that's going to really say something. It's legit. So, so here's a, a yeah. sort of a separate question, because I think a lot of the people who listen probably aren't deeply familiar with the, the PCA trade show. So, one of the things I'm curious about is I want to I want to think about it from a couple different angles and like what's the reason that people go to this thing right so like if I'm a retailer 
why am I going to this trade show? What's the purpose? What am I getting out of it? So for me, 50% of it is to show off and say that you went. <laughs> An, uh, a good 30 or 40% of it is to get the trade show deals. Uh, some of the most aggressive deals are at the trade show. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure people know what that means. Percentage off of buying when they hit X amount of numbers. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is for new people, new, um, new stores that are coming up that don't know a lot of these stores. Right. So it's like, or a lot of these brands and they want to get educated on what's new, what's hot and stuff like that. Um, Mo has so, sure other. So if I'm a retailer then who, who has a pretty good idea of what's going on, right. I'm just, just, mm -hmm changing the scenario a little bit. Mm -hmm. I already have my, my orders placed with these big four companies. They're probably not changing. Realistically, I might not be even getting a trade show deal because some of them run, run that deal for everybody. So what's my incentive then? Just those new companies find out what's hot? Yeah. It just doesn't feel as strong, I guess, without the other points. Well, it's, it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? So, like, um, retailers will say, well, I can just get the deal. Like, my rep or my broker or whatever will call me if I'm not attending the show and give me the same deal as if I went to the show. Yeah. So, if somebody were to come and say to the manufacturers or whatever, like, hey, what the hell? You can't give these deals unless the, the people are attending the show. Well, if the attendance continues to go down and people aren't coming to the show, there's nobody to give that deal to. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and then there's no reason to have the show either though. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I don't know, exactly. man. I, I'm going to, dude, I'm not like, I'm still trying to figure out where I stand on all of this. So it's, it's really tough for me to just, cause I don't want to, I don't want to speak without giving this really the thought that it deserves. Oh, for so. sure. And that's, that's why the questions that I'm trying to ask are at least a little yeah. different to, to kind of think it through. So if I'm, if I'm like a Drew estate, right. What, what is my real main purpose for even going to the trade show? I guess. Right. Everybody knows who I am. I already got reps everywhere so they can give whatever deals I want. They can educate people about it. Why am I going? Yeah. To flex. To, well, one, to flex, but it's also a little bit to... <clears throat> so the idea is that the money goes to the cause to help your industry, right? Um, so if you read that thing, I mean, they. it sounds like they may not believe that the PCA is now using that money in the correct manner that would help the industry, right? So, you know, and the thing is, the costs are so high, but at the same time, that a lot of that money, most of that money isn't going to the PCA. It's going to the people that are setting up um, the, the booth for right. you. So it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm spending all this money. <clears throat> I'm not getting a return on my investment because a lot of people aren't coming like they used to. But then the money I am spending still isn't even going to help the cause that I really thought it was supposed to. 
So now that said, okay, you go do TPE. It's still kind of the same thing. The money's not going to where you, we go, where, where you want it to go. Um, and you know, it's still going to cost you a lot of money for the fucking, you know, extras on top of the, the show I, like set up. I guess if that's the purpose though, right. And I'm just thinking out loud here. If that's the purpose, wouldn't I put out a press release that instead of saying I'm not coming, instead says, look, here's why I'm not coming. We're going to donate a bunch of money instead. Right? <laughs> I'd be we're, we're, part of, we're part of this that's community. A, that's right? a win-win for everybody. Right. Like, why wouldn't you do that instead? So I, I, don't, I just don't buy that reasoning because that seems like an, a much better and more obvious move. Well, donating to the to that organization is much different than because for that, if you're going to donate the money for that, then you can have your own lawsuit. But the idea was that right. these but guys even say are, that, right? Yeah, but these guys are supposedly this is what they do, and and they're supposed to be the best at it for us. Sure, sure. And it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It well, seems I like guess. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Look, what a realistic expectation. If you have if you have a consumer base that's completely apathetic towards this. Okay? If if we look at this like everybody loves to use the analogy of the cigar consumer and the gun owner, right? Well, look at gun owners. Can you imagine if they were trying to take away their, your rights, own guns, all of these guys would be all over it. The NRA would be all over it and this and that. Okay, fine. Our consumer base is not like that. We talk about 90 plus percent of people that smoke cigars as guys who smoke cigars, not cigar smokers. So you're already dealing with the most most of your guys that really don't care. Because the truth is, they're going to be able to get cigars. And they'll just adjust their buying patterns to what kind of cigars they buy. Mm-hmm. And so we, if you don't have the loud consumer, and we're already a tiny segment to begin with, okay? And on top of that, you cannot have just the people that make the stuff or sell the stuff or whatever driving the effort to, to deregulate or to lessen regulations or whatever. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the PCA or C- CRA or whatever could do as much as they could do. But if Congress people are like, okay, so if I go against this, I'm still going to get reelected. So like, what do I, or, you know, if I don't go against, like if I, if I support tobacco, I have a better likelihood of not being elected. If I don't sort to support tobacco, people are going to like me better. Which one am I going to take? Mm-hmm. Bro, tobacco is just a dirty word right now. It is. I don't know. I agree. So the only hope lies really in trying to explain and convince that cigars are, or premium cigars are handmade and different. That's, that's your only hope. In my opinion. Fair enough. 
I wonder, I got this analogy half-baked in my head. So as a, as a cigar consumer, right, I, I will go to a B&M and buy a cigar or a box of cigars or whatever, and I'll pay more than I would online because I appreciate the fact that that B&M exists and I want it to keep existing, sure. right? Is this, is this move by these big companies sort of, because like, that's a, a community thing, right? We, cigar people care about community to some degree, at least a lot of them do. You, you, is, is what these companies are doing sort of that kind of dick community move, right? Where there's essentially moving to buying online, saying, screw you guys. Mm-hmm. We don't need this. Kyle, the, the truth is, man, it no one's gonna care until it's too late. When you can no longer buy Katina or or buy um uh I don't know, what's another smaller brand that maybe I mean Rome is big enough at the point now where they get through this stuff, I believe. Maybe not every single SKU, depending on how much it costs, but whatever. Um, protocol. Protocol. Um, a dapper. JSK. Potentially. JSK. Mm-hmm. And, maybe it doesn't, fuck. and maybe it doesn't sound like a big deal right now. Like, okay, yeah, I can go whatever. I'll find something else that's, that's comparable. Or, But every small brand you take away is a brand that was going to bring um innovation to the industry in terms of blends in terms of like whatever you want to say about jsk and the nugs and the this and that he's the first dude to do it yeah right whatever you want to say about um you know if patina connecticut's your favorite connecticut and and has potential to replace some of these stalwarts that's going to be gone let's just say hypothetically depending on how much this stuff costs yeah, and people are going to be like, actual statement. <laughs> right. And so like people, people are like, oh, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, that's fine. And maybe you will find uh, um, a uh, substitute. Absolutely. But when sm- we've seen what happens in this country when you start taking away small business and entrepreneurship, you lose the middle. And when you lose the middle, you become fucked. That's happened time and time again. And the cigar industry is no different. The consumer will be the ultimate loser. And they need to realize that. Because what's new is going to become, well, what does Papa General come out with using the cheapest tobacco they could buy and charging me 20 bucks for it? Did you just drop a mic? (laughs) No, no, I mean, just... That's legit. Drew, what do you think about all this? Uh, I don't think much about it. And I think Drew is the majority, right? Like, I think there's a ton of people that are kind of the same way. It's like, eh, I'll be all right. Uh, They'll be all right. Or, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a ton of people that think Mo is made of money because (laughs) he owns his own cigar brand, right? I'll be all right. And it's just like, all right, you know, you're not listening. No, bro. If this stuff goes through in the way it it could potentially go through, Mo's back in corporate America. One's unretiring. 
okay, he's going back to the police force. No, maybe not that, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, you're going to, you're going to lose a lot of people that are bringing new stuff to this industry. Yeah. And, and even the guys that, that have been doing this a long time, the, the Illusionis, the, the Tatawahes, the Matt Boots, even Romacraft, what's to say that they're going to try to push through every single skew that they have? So you'll still be able to get the one size you like of XYZ cigar. Who knows? What's going to make the cut? So Yeah, if it's, if the, if, if it's the extreme side of this, you're losing... Everything. Yeah. Okay, so we had a question from JPAR530. JPAR. Most smokers smokers I talk to seem uninterested and not concerned about the FDA. What can we do as consumers to improve the awareness of changing regulations among other consumers to try to change what's going on? The retail shops that appear, and this is with all due respect, outside of a few that I know of, Okay, and I'm not going to name names for good or bad. But the majority of retailers did not make a big push about getting their customers educated about the stuff going on with the FDA. They didn't. So the companies could do whatever they want to try to educate people. But they're not the ones interacting with consumers on a daily basis. And so if, if the retailer is not taking it upon themselves to educate their consumers, like you guys really need to get out and, and try to support the, the people that are supporting the, the premium cigar fight, how are they going to know? How many people look at Half Wheel? Or how many people look at Cigar Coop? You're talking a tiny portion of cigar smokers, smokers tiny So even beyond that, though, right, like you have your tiny portion of consumers that are educated about it, mm-hmm. but what portion of that small, already small group did anything, right? How many of them called a legislator? How many wrote a letter? How many did literally anything? <clears throat> Almost none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they just see it. Someone else will do it. Yes. And, and it's funny how many people like have said to me, like, no, it, it will be all right. They can't do that. They can't. No, it's not going to happen. They just can't do that. It doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. Like, dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not only can they do it, they're fucking doing it. I yeah. Mean, you already got to be 21 to smoke uh, or a cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all kinds of shit like that. Like, they're doing it now. Yeah. Don't give me that shit. Right. And, and like, even think about the stupid shit this country has done. Prohibition wasn't a year-long thing. That shit lasted 13 fucking years right. before they got yeah. their heads out of the sand on that, right? Like, it's not it's not a quick turnaround. And, and alcohol is way more, yep. way more socially accepted and important to people's everyday lives than, than cigars are. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> yeah. Cow, cigars or alcohol? Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Drew, that is probably Deep. the best question I've ever heard. Deep that. thought. Oh, man. I only get to pick one? Yeah. Like forever? My, no, of course. What, do, what the fuck do you think the question is? <laughs> Damn. Danny, I'm stalling for yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, just remember, this this has ramifications, potentially. Yeah, for the 10 people that listen show. to us. 
Oh man. Uh, sorry guys, it's alcohol. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Because you're addicted, you alcoholic. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. <laughs> I we swear. Call, to God. We just call them Wisconsinites here. I swear, <laughs> my heart, my heart just dropped a little. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Wow. You can drink in so many more places than you can smoke. Oh, I'm hurt. And it's and it's it's so much more unhealthy for you. Why wouldn't you pick it? Mm. That's you, legit. You think it's it's more unhealthy? Alcohol versus tobacco, cigars? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's probably true. All right, so speaking of unhealthy things, let's let's move on to a different topic that doesn't Hold make, on. make my life hard. Hold Go on. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm still I'm still battling this. This is a <laughs> somber fucking podcast. <laughs> let's what are you talking about? The the funeral was great apparently. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went it went very well. There's dancing at a buffet. Uh, there was God. dancing. FDA there was a buffet. all over cigars. Danny, oh is it is God. it alcohol or cigars? Uh, cigars. I don't really drink. I just drink to put up with you fucks on Monday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Cow. I'm kind of devastated. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Mo, Mo, let's be fair here. Drinking is part of, like, my culture in every way. Right? <sighs> I'm a Wisconsinite with German heritage. It's like... That shit's in my blood, literally. That's true. I, I get that, Cal, but you were you were one and I'm talking past tense already. I, I apologize. You, you are one of his own funeral right here. <laughs> Not going as well, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, next topic. Next topic. Okay. All right, so I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, it was on Family Feud. Oh, this woman God. was playing it. I did not see it. It's, it's been all over the news, all right? Jackass. Oh, okay. All right, so a woman was playing this, like, last question to win the game. Right? It was a $10,000 question. The question was, what is Popeye's favorite food? What's the right answer? She said chicken. She sure as fuck said chicken. No. And she did a little dance. And she lost yep. 10 grand oh. when the other guy said spinach. Um, so on the you upside, Popeyes, Popeyes is giving her $10,000 to use at their restaurants oh, as geez. a consolation wow. prize. So, so, so here's my question. They, they what? <laughs> so they've essentially killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they essentially didn't give her anything because she's just got to spend it back at their place. It's $10,000 worth of food for food. $10,000 worth of Popeyes? How long would that last yeah. you? About 10,000, about 5,000 years. Maybe 2,500 years. <laughs> That's a lot of money at Popeyes. Oh, yeah. How many chicken sandwiches is that? Dude. I would hope that she would share that with some local, uh, you know, food, food depositories. Or... It's about 800 chicken sandwiches. What? No. Ten thousand no. dollars. It's more than no, no, that. No, they're four bucks a piece. What kind of chicken sandwich are you getting? <laughs> really yeah, a little gourmet action. No, 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 this I ain't Chick Fil A, bro. That's true. 
twenty five hundred chicken sandwiches. 20, yeah, yeah, twenty five hundred. Jeez. For those of you paying attention at home, Danny just thought a chicken sandwich was twelve dollars and fifty cents. Well, I tell you what, it could be. It's pretty good. It is really good. So, if you had ten thousand dollars to spend at Popeyes, what would your first meal look like? Chicken sandwich, no pickles. I would go to Chick Fil A. <laughs> to be honest, I would I would just sit I would sit in line and and buy everybody's meal for their yeah. for a reduced dollar amount, right? So I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's that's a ten dollar meal. Look, I'll buy it for you for eight bucks. No, that's that's not a bad idea. Of course not. I'm a fucking wow. hustler. Make some I'm money. A hustler. Danny's gonna hustle like twenty bucks an hour over at the Popeyes. Yeah, like yeah. hey, I'm quitting my job for two months so I can make this Popeyes money. You could yeah. have you could have one of their chicken sandwiches. You, every, think, you every... think they made her pay fucking taxes on that? That's true too. You could have one of their chicken sandwiches every day for the next seven years, though. You would die before you got there. <laughs> and that's coming from a guy that loves it. that chicken sandwich. What one sandwich a day every day for seven years? That ain't gonna kill you if the rest of your stuff is okay. Yeah, be fine. If you're the kind of person that eats one one sandwich a day from Popeyes, you're, the rest of your shit ain't fine. But yeah, it's true. Uh, that's it. I had one today, so you know. <laughs> that wasn't comp, though, was it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> was it Six years and 364 days to go, Danny. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Mape. I love you, Marty Pape. Do you have a good luck smoke? Something before the big game or before a job interview, stuff like that. What gives you luck? Never thought about that. Luck? I feel like cigars are more of an after-the-event celebratory thing than a before-the-event yeah. good luck thing. I just really don't believe in luck, to be honest. Yeah. Now, here's, a, here's an answer for you, though. I got a good one. Uh, so, my buddy and I were at an event where they were raffling off some pretty pretty nice prizes. And we both lit up these delicious Ron Mexico cigars. Mm. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. Uh, and uh, we were sitting there smoking our shitty cigars, and we both won the top prizes. So, I'm just saying, Ron Mexico, lucky. That cigar. was karma. That was karma feeling bad for you. I'm cool with that. If that's all it takes. <laughs> sure. Cool with that. Cow. All right. So, Andre Diaz. Wants to know which brand does merchandise the best, and he also says Roma Craft not included. Oof! I think a lot of people go cheap on that, and that's kind of why a lot of people kind of love Roma swag because yes, our shit. You know, we we're not a we're not making money off this stuff, right? So we just like we we buy a bunch of it to get it cheaper to be able to sell it at a reasonable price. Um, but you know, everybody else is just looking for the cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, not not because the, it's expensive. N- yes, not in the cigar industry, but 
I do all of our marketing material for uh, the company I work for. And there are strict rules that we don't do cheap things. <laughs> because people were, will remember you for those cheap things. So, 100%. granted, they give yep. you a cheap cutter. You're like, cool, I got this cutter. And then you use it once and it fucking breaks in half. You're going to be like, that fucking, you know, Moo Cow Rich cutter was shit. <laughs> Moo Cow Rich Damn right. <laughs> I made my $2. And, I mean, to that fact, we've had, like, uh, other companies to give out, like, coffee cups and stuff. And one that was kind of going around last year, year before it fucking wouldn't hold coffee. It wouldn't seal up. So people would put coffee in it the next morning after getting it, and it'd spill coffee all over the place, and they ended up throwing it away. So well, you, can't be, you can't be picky either with your stuff. Just kidding. No. <laughs> you you got to put out good shit. I'll tell you, yeah. we, made these, uh, we sold these uh, bottles, these uh, uh, like Romo in, uh, etched water bottles. Yes. And, do you see those? Those are awesome. Well, there's a there's a thing that you have like that comes with like the hold like the loop, or you know what I'm saying like the handle part. Yeah. And people couldn't figure out that you had to put that the ring on the, underneath the lip. So if you didn't do that, it was going to spill on you. Oh my god! And people can get, we had to make a small video and show people. Oh like, yeah. This is how you do it. You very nice customers. <laughs> you dunce. I didn't say that, but. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I said it. Yeah. No, no, hold on a second here. I do want to point something out, uh, mostly about Danny's salesmanship and rhetorical abilities here. The question mm-hmm. specifically said not Romacraft. And yep. all we've been yeah. talking about is Romacraft. Well, what's funny is there's a reason why he said not Roma. Because Roma because does it bad. good. Yeah. But so I'm just kind of comparing as to why you would say that. The I, Gherkin I think... knives look really cool, but I don't like them. Yeah, they look actually cheap. Gurkha does a nice job with with their swag. I mean, the big guys give out give away some crazy stuff, man. They oh, really Justin do. Andrews was doing that bar that that uh, that uh, whiskey the or diesel, diesel whiskey row. Yeah, the bar, the bar, like a whole fucking bar. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I've never That's seen anything like good. that. I see a lot of people that like the the crowned heads hats. Oh yeah, when they do the uh, the new errors. Do they do more than one kind? I don't I don't yeah, know they, shit about this. Yeah, they do a bunch of hats. They I mean a lot of there's hats. new errors. Yeah, they do new errors and then some not new errors. Like the new errors will never. What I've been told is not they're not free. Those you can kind of have to get, but the ones that they give away with like box purchases and stuff are still pretty dope. Yeah, and like flag. Drew Estate knows their customers. Yeah, they do a nice job. But look, man, if if you want to have nice swag, like Danny said, that's that's a pretty big expense. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want exactly. to do it right, I'd, I, I'd rather give away a cigar than a T-shirt any day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the shirt's gonna cost me eight nine bucks cost. It's crazy. Have you guys man. seen the? The Kazdagli stuff, like the pocket square and all that shit that they're putting out? No. Mm-mm. They're going for the higher end style. Yeah, look, let, let's break down 
this is actually a good chance to break this down for people because I actually do get questioned. I actually had an interesting question about this one brand the other day, and they said that, so they were asking me about uh, Platinum Nova or something like that. Have you guys heard about this brand? No. No. Okay. They're out of the DR. They're on what? On the social medias. I don't know. What does that mean? The internets. They're on Instagram. I, I, I see people smoking them on the Instagram and the Facebook. Okay. So I had somebody ask me about this brand. I, admittedly, I don't really know much about it. I know very, very little, actually. And so I did some research, and I guess, like, their average retail level on their cigars are about 16 to $18, Okay. So you're not really like a regular boutique or a small brand at that point. You're kind of in that next level. So like the way I look at things, man, and I don't know what and you guys could try to, you know, to follow me here and tell me where I'm screwing up or whatever. But for the consumers out there that are either getting it, and this kind of goes to Jay Parr's comment too, Cal, where he said that we've helped him kind of narrow down his, like his learning curve, right? We've lessened his learning curve. So for guys that are new to this or just getting into it, you have your upper, upper, like, ultra premium, which are, like, your Atabay, your Byron, your Davidoff, um, Padron, some of them. I, can you guys, are we agreed on this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then you have, like, these guys that kind of play in this other ballpark of, like, a 15 to 20 range. And then you have, like, your, what I call, like, your regular boutiques which are, you know, 8 to 12 or 8 to 13, something like that. But you all, and Nova and Debonair and now Castagli are trying to play, I feel, in that area between, like, normal boutique and ultra premium. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. I mean, that's the price point, sure, no doubt. And, and I'm not talking about quality of cigars here. Yeah. I'm talking strictly what market these guys, you know what I'm saying, are playing in. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you like Kazdagli, you also may like Davidoff, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting because you are seeing Kazdagli move. They've kind of recognized where they're, and this is to their credit, they've kind of recognized where that where their market is and they're making the most of it. So I applaud them for that. You know? Yeah. They're a, they're a classy bunch of guys. That's for sure. Yeah. Now that's mm. not to say that the boutique guys are not classy guys, but no, you know, what's funny about that. Like if those guys, if you guys consider those guys assholes, right. You'd be if, like, if you didn't like them as people, You'd probably be like, man, what the fuck are these guys? And like expensive ass cigars, you haven't earned that right or whatever. But I think, you know, people think they're cool or, or not. I don't know. I've never met them. <clears throat> but I don't know. Just to come out like, yeah, we're ultra, we're ultra premium boutique. It's like, okay, well, why? Like, what, what's, what is, what makes you be able to say that? Like, I don't know enough about them to, I'm not talking shit. I'm just asking. Sure. Actually, I, mean, I, I don't can, know. I can personally say at least that, like, you know, with the blind reviews, right, 
because uh, Dagley always does really well for me, um, better than Davidoff does for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that doesn't. So I I don't mind pri- paying the price point. I've bought boxes of of Kiz Dagley stuff, and I I feel good about that decision. That's cool. No, I've always said good things about Dan and Cigar. Yeah, good cigars, good people. That's a hell of a combination. But it's absolutely true, though, right? If you if you're smoking everything band on, right, and you see mm-hmm. these guys and you're like, these are good people, you're probably gonna like the cigar. That's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah, it's one of the reasons events are probably so good, right? You get a good. You don't just taste the cigar; you get the interaction with the rep, who's hopefully pretty cool. You get the atmosphere. You get everything that goes with it. It's a it's a boost. Yep. Yeah. All right. Speaking of boosts about the guys who make the cigars, uh, our buddy 808 Rudy mm, was asking nice. about <clears throat> Mo. Do you want to do this one? No, go ahead, man. Oh, damn it. All right. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the answer, but you can go ahead and just read the question. All right. He was talking about these like celebrities who make cigars, like Ocho Cinco, and I'm guessing like Carl Malone or Big Pappy, all these guys, right? Uh, so that these guys just get their name put on a cigar or they might work with somebody to get their name on a cigar or they might make the damn cigar. I have no idea. Right. But does the fact that they're celebrities sort of take away from their legitimacy as cigar guys was really the question. So, okay. So, um, first of all, we've talked about this before yep. and, and I know Rudy listens to every episode because he'll literally message me and be like, Hey man, I just listened to this. Here's kind of what I think about this. So Rudy's like legit is legit comes in terms of, of like listening to our podcast. And, and we briefly touched on this, but not to this extent. But I remember Danny said it very well. He said, if these guys invested the time that a guy like me invests or a guy like Juan Cancel invests or a guy like Vlad the Somalier invests, okay, or whoever some of these smaller brands are, if these guys were to do that or like a Matt Booth on another level or whatever, they would destroy all of us because they have the celebrity and now the legitimacy. But none of them have taken that step to do that. And I think that's what's holding them back. Yeah. They, they see it as another business transaction, another investment to help mm-hmm. them make quick, easy money. Yeah, which just in, right away tells you you don't know the cigar industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know cigars, you may have a good palate. I don't know, but you don't know the industry because of what you know. What does Eric Espinosa say all the time? If you want to make a million dollars in the cigar industry, start with two, right? And or start with two million. So it's like you now, like we talked about Carmelone, right? Where he what he did was buy a line essentially from La Aurora. But he's he's not he's not doing like events by himself, you know, like going door to door and selling and talking. You know, he's just hoping his reps can do that and hoping his name will sell it. But we've seen we've seen sports guys multiple times fail at that because mm-hmm. you know, again, it just goes for the most part. Guys in the cigar industry don't really like gimmicks. No, they do work sometimes. I, well, yeah, but not on that level. And I've had this conversation right. with a lot of people who always are like, oh, man, 
you should try to get a celebrity endorsement uh, of, of somebody smoking your cigar. And I said, then you don't understand the cigar industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that actually works against you in a lot of cases because people feel oh. it's disingenuous. Yeah, the only way it would really work is if it was completely, yeah. um, uh, shit, what do you call it? Like, it just happened naturally. Organic, yeah. Organic, right? Like, yeah, like, all of a sudden, fucking LeBron James or somebody crazy, right. crazy cool right now, they're interviewing him or they catch him on the beach somewhere and he's smoking a patina. And that right. fucking band is totally clear and, yep. you know, and someone's like, oh, shit, what's LeBron? And then they Google that would That helps. But yeah, for him to have it in his pocket while he's doing a fucking interview, yeah, that's fake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But so yeah, I do want to put an open yeah. invitation out there. If you are a celebrity who has their own cigar brand and you'd like to be on the podcast to defend your side of things, come on on. We'll, we'll, we'll let you join. And that's the other thing; they wouldn't do it, right? Like, I mean, yeah. the, you, can you see Carmelo sitting down with fucking Coop for three hours? <laughs> or Dominique Wilkins or whatever, um, you know. But it's just that's but that's part of this fucking cigar industry. Is you got to do those things. I remember when we so two years or three years. Oh shit, man! I think it was 2016 IPCPR, maybe 2017. <laughs> one of the three, whatever. Ray Lewis was running this promotion out of the Rocky Patel booth. That if you buy X number of boxes, give you an autographed football to raffle off for the person who buys the most, whatever. I'm pretty sure that football is still sitting at Casa. And I'm pretty sure the cigars are, too. I remember people would make a joke. Oh, the cigar is killer. Good one. Real funny. (laughs) You know, it was like funny, like the first time or second time you heard it. But then like after the hundredth, it got old. But, like, Gary Sheffield did the same thing with Rocky Patel. That's cigar didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like even, like even in Chicago, Mike Dicka had his own cigar through Camacho. That didn't do anything either. Even if Michael Jordan were to come out with his own cigar tomorrow, people would be like, oh, well, he tried his hand at Cologne and his restaurants and whatever. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Celebrity doesn't, people just, I don't know. It's not enough to be famous to sell cigars yeah. without a Instead personal you need investment. To put a, a, a picture of a turkey on it and sell it at Thanksgiving. That works right. Better. But I'll tell you what, like I said, <laughs> if those guys put in the legwork that the rest of us do, they would blow mm-hmm. us all out of the water. They would murder us. Yeah, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> really? And their cigars wouldn't even have to be that great. You could build events around them. I mean, can you imagine if, like, Carl Malone decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing these event packages where I bring in some of my ex-teammates or dudes from the dream team that I played with or whatever, and you get to, as part of the event, for $100 or $200, you get cigars and a chance to sit down and, and ask us questions and bullshit with us about our playing days. Damn yeah, but people, unfortunately, that, that sold doesn't out. cigars. Well, you'd have that to buy cigars right. to be a part of that. So, yeah, but that doesn't get people interested in cigars. That just gets people buying cigars so they can meet the people. You see what I, I'm saying? Like, 100%. You, 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 what you want is you got to make the good cigar, and you, you can't. Like, that's still a gimmick. You have, but, the only way I can get you to buy my cigars is if I bring half the fucking 92 Dream Team for you to meet them. I understand and, that, bro, but do you know how many people would still sign up for that stuff? And maybe they'll end yeah. up liking the cigar. 
but and, but I don't then, think that that will translate to cigar sales in the future. Sure, so it's not it's not sustainable. I get that. Yeah, so absolutely. Then it, it has to be Carmelone, and I, I, we're picking on him, right? Because he's the fucking biggest name right now. Well, they were asking. He, he was Rudy was specifically asking about Chad Johnson's cigars. <clears throat> Chad, so Chad's, yeah, okay. Chad, yeah, Chad's been working on that for a while, but I think yeah. Chad's biggest problem too is that he's going direct. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even know if that's a big problem or not. He, he's obviously making more money going direct, right? So, you know, he reaches out to his million followers and, you know, a third of them buy them, you know, and he's making a fucking killing. So, you know, what the fuck do I know? But it, it's not sustainable. Ultimately, the cigar's got to be good, but at the same time, if you if you use your celebrity the right way, man, people are going to remember that experience and all of that, and that's going to play into it too. For sure. I'd just like to I'll, point something I'll, out about the, the level of cigar of, of celebrity importance in cigars is that Carl Malone follows me on Instagram and I don't follow him. That's all I'm saying. Gangster. Look at you. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. After he finds out you like alcohol more than cigars, though, I don't know. Maybe. That's cool. He can come on here and we you. can chat about it. He probably does too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, similar-ish question about quality on cigars, right? Uh, Andre Diaz, again, uh, a question from him. Uh, do you think the cigar industry will start to focus more on quality over quantity now that the rules are getting stricter? Huh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you guys this. You start seeing boutique companies go away, absolutely fucking not. There'd be, there'd be no need to. Yeah, you the fucking opposite. If anything, when these guys yep. were dumping new products just to get the predicate dates in, mm-hmm. there, were, there was a lot of shit coming in. Better believe it. You guys, yes. people, people want quality and craft. They better make sure the boutique guys stick around. Mm-hmm. And that's not to take away from some of these bigger guys. But I don't have to tell you. The, the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. <laughs> I like that. P- proof is in the pudding. You think, you think people at these bigger companies <laughs> really like it? Yeah. 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 I guess this could be the name of the episode. That's good stuff. <laughs> Are you hyperventilating? Uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> that's funny, but that's, that's the thing that is captivating. Dude, Kyle, you need a little CPR? But listen. Come the, on over. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, um, oh, shit. You think that these guys are hawking over their fucking tables like Skip Martin or Esteban Disla are? Or like Raul Disla is? Or like, uh, you know, do you think they're as maniacal about the tobacco they use as a Dion Giolotto? No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> so, I mean, in the end, to sell a cigar, what you need is a good enough cigar and a strong marketing strategy, right? That's yeah. all you need. Pretty much. And the better the cigar, the less marketing strategy you need. Yeah. To be real, but if you had both, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. That there's a level where you get kind of a diminishing return on quality, right? You're you're paying too much for what you're you're getting if you're the manufacturer just trying to make a dollar. If you're a craftsman trying to make the best cigar ever, you know, throw that out the window. Yeah. 
I am a craftsman. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aroma craftsman. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Aroma craftsman. The tool series coming out too, I think. Aroma craftsman. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to just like look. The big guys obviously make some good stuff. I'm not taking that away, but I'm just saying that if you want variety and you want different and you want what's new and all of that, ultimately, I don't know, man. They need to have somebody pushing them to do it, right? If they're going to do it. So... Yeah. Well, I think I think the the matrix is if they if if they start seeing a reason to do it, right? Like, let's say Davidoff's like, man, we're we're our numbers are definitely going down because people like this type of advertising, like Romacraft's doing. Okay, we'll do that. Or you know what I mean? So <clears throat> the the real thing is is these guys are still making millions of dollars a year. Yep. So it's, there's really no reason for them to change right now. hundred percent. Right. Uh, especially when you, especially when you start talking about board of directors and fucking. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. I guess, I guess here's what it is, man, is you're, if you're like a big cigar guy, you're just going to be stuck with a lot of cigars that are made for people who smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not, not that next level of, of whatever. So. True. When's the last time you guys smoked cigars from those those giant companies? Do you do that a lot? Oh. Um, I, w- I was given one not long ago, and I had to smoke it because the guy worked for them. It was it was torture. I smoked Drew <laughs> Estate recently. I smoked Drew Estate recently, and a Davidoff recently. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain if somebody gave me a Davidoff. <laughs> Sounds like you would. No, yeah. Well, some of them. Torture. Torture. It's under film. <laughs> oh, dude, it was bad. It's actually a, an Avo heritage, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't. It was one of the other ones. But. Fair enough. All right. Uh, our buddy VQ messaged me uh, a minute ago asking for a pun of the week. So I got that for him, uh, because of course I do. Uh, so here you go, V-Cute. It's hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs, because they always take things literally. Nice. I might use so that. there you go. That's very well said, Kyle. Nice job. That should be an opportunity. Kyle, you're a smart fuck. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the dumbest smart guy I know. Uh, you're, you're a smart <laughs> fuck. Love you too, Danny. That's what you like to troll me. What else we got, Cal? What else, Cal? That's kind of the end of the questions that we had. That's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that right, doesn't too. mean we have to stop talking. What was the one I sent, <laughs> sent you from last week? From last week. Or the week before. Sure. I don't know what I sent you. 
<laughs> Drew's trying to get out of here as quick as he can before Kyle asks him for a deep thought. No, no he already got a deep thought. Yeah, no, he, he did. did. He did. Ask all he wants. Attention. What did I send? Like, I don't listen to the podcast during the week, but I listen while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's over here messaging us about stuff that we talked about on the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of our group chat. Hey, did you guys hear about this thing? Yeah, we fucking talked about it on the podcast three weeks ago. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. With Daniel. <laughs> Guess that Panerai don't tell time, huh? It does, but I don't look at it too much, so I don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Hey, uh, for you guys up north, uh, Cal, I don't know. Do you, do you smoke outside much in the cold? Oh, yeah. What... Uh, so I had a question from my buddy that just moved north about maybe a better lighter or just ways to keep his lighter working in the gold. Keep it in your pocket. Yeah. Well, that's what I suggested. Uh, I didn't know if they hand, might get a little hand warmer. Might be something better. In your pocket. Uh, buy a buy a Dupont. Yeah. Buy a better helps. Buy a better lighter. I'll tell him yeah. to buy a Dupont. <laughs> and look man in case you have 200 bucks just laying around burning a hole in your pocket well it ain't shit burning a hole in his pocket that's what we know yeah right <laughs> but no like get, get those little like uh hand warmers you northern Advices. smokers that's what i always do cold. don't smoke in the cold fuck that fuck that look you got you gotta ultimately you gotta break down and just realize that your car is a lounge Yep. That's the truth. Crank the heat. I know in there. it's harder for people that have kids, so I get that. But or leases. You know, if they lease their car. Oh shit, I lease mine. That's true. Hey, oh, uh smart. TLE released that um that uh new car smell or whatever from Walmart that they buy. Yeah, guys... a little car bomb thing. Yeah. Bro, when I traded in my last car. I went and I got it clean, not even detailed, clean. And I took it, and they're like, this thing smells fantastic. You seriously used to smoke in here? I'm like, holy shit. So, we've talked about this before, though. If you have cloth seats, that's a different, that's a whole different ball. Yeah, it is. What's going on? I I would suggest you got to upgrade to the leather. you're going to trade in your lease, um, just spray with raid like bug killer because that is not against the rules and it'll it'll get rid of the smoke problem. <laughs> Make it smell worse, is your answer. Yeah, exactly. It's not, well, sorry, it's not smoke. You didn't say I had a bug problem. Sorry, spill some gasoline. <laughs> yeah, fucking what do you got to do? All over your car. <laughs> That's unacceptable. I think the lesson is get leather and don't get a lease. Well, the guy <laughs> who sold me my car, the guy who sold me my car, is a customer of Casa, so he knew exactly what the fuck was going to happen. So, or make buddies with him. Yeah. So Mo, you did send a topic over, like a while ago. Yeah. What uh, was it? Topic. It was two words. Fingernail maintenance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've discussed that what? before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Drew Drew's Yeah, go ahead, Drewfus. What we've just discussed it before. Dirty fucks. Clean your nails. And cut them. 
Cut them. I love pet. I love manicures. You, you know what on, the right? solution to this is? Don't hold the fucking cigar when you take the picture. Just put it in your mouth. Close mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Firmly wrapped. <laughs> there it is. Firmly get, wrapped. Get those, get those weekend vibes. Okay. So I just or, got... You know a, how, go ahead. You know how they have those <laughs> the, the angles you can hold things at, right? Like So like yeah. put your thumb along the cigar. Yeah. The half your fingers. Right, put it in a place where they can't see your fucking fingernails if they're all fucked up. Yeah. The, that half-wheel thing. Like they get some hygiene, you put, guys. Put the cigar down and take a picture of the cigar. Yes. If you got fucked up nails, you should. But, but hold on. But but not with your watch and your no. car keys or whatever. <laughs> Drew, Drew, that, that'll upset Drew. Don't do that. It doesn't upset me. You just look like a fucking tool when you do that. Closed mouth around the watch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guilty of posting pictures like that, so. Fuck you, Drew. Closed mouth Ooh. or with your watch? Both of them. Both. Yeah, both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just got a question from uh, Tyler Smokering. Um, he said, how difficult, and I guess this was for, uh, well, whatever. How difficult do you feel it is in maintaining relationships versus just business acquaintances and do you feel it makes a difference as a principal facing of a brand? Um, so I guess that one's... I was going to say, Drew, do you want to answer as a principal <laughs> yeah. facing of a brand? Yeah. I wasn't even listening. Uh, yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> Repeat it for Drew and, and maybe me in case I wasn't listening. Okay. Danny wasn't so, listening uh, either. Jag off. Um, I guess, yeah, the difference is I listen while the podcast is going. Uh, how difficult do you feel it is in maintaining relationships versus just business acquaintances? And do you feel it makes a difference as a principal facing of a brand? Um, Main if I don't like you, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. I don't care how much patina you buy or how little patina you buy. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you if I don't like you Mother. or if you make me uncomfortable or something like that. So if, I, if I'm if i asking about somebody, if they have my cell phone number, if they text me or I text them, um, it's a legitimate relationship. It's not just business, if that makes sense. Um, now, there is... is that. Does that help you sell cigars, though? Um, I, yes and no. I, I guess, I guess it could actually work against you in some instances, and maybe not even with retailers, but even with reps and stuff. Like when people become a little too friendly with you, I think they start to take you for granted, or they think that they can get away with stuff, and like you're not going to care because you guys are friends, right? Um, so that, that's always a fine line, man. And that, that I think is the toughest thing. But if I'm, if I'm mess, like, if I'm talking to you or messaging you on a personal level, or I'm wishing you happy new year and Merry Christmas, that that's legit. That has nothing to do with business. So I don't know, Danny, I mean, your take. So I'm kind of a little different. Um, I'm, uh, when it comes to building relationships, uh, with manufacturer or I'm sorry, with retailers, um, it's kind of 
what I've built my name on, right? I mean, it's like I have the ability to, and and I don't necessarily, I mean, now that I'm about to say it, it's, I mean, somebody could say it's fake, but it's just like I have, I want to just build that relationship, right? So whatever that means, that doesn't mean I'm going to invite them to my wedding or right. bar mitzvah or something, but there's <laughs> a, there's a, what? yeah, like it's not, they're not, it's, It'll not be that personal. You're a little old world. for that, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> you're uh, you're quinceanera. <laughs> That's so racist. But I'm <laughs> what? Why is that racist? Because I'm Spanish. That's the only reason why he said it. Yeah, but so is he. So it's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> now he's... Oh, Jesus. All right, here we go. Um, so, uh, no, I don't know. I think that... I think that building relationship is important um, in any aspect. And so I, I, if I'm in front of that person and or that on the phone with that person or texting that person, that, that's, that's the most important conversation I'm having, right? Like they're the most important person in the world right, right there. And that's just to help build that relationship. Now, texting them Merry Christmas or something, uh, I doubt, you know, probably won't happen. I get that, but... When it comes to being a, a brand owner or a brand rep or whatever, I think you got to take those relationships serious, right? Like, and not just be like, fuck it, I don't mm-hmm. like that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a principal owner, and, you know, so it doesn't matter. That wasn't the question. Yeah, but again, to a lot of people, you are, bro. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to you the, has been in the past too. Yeah, and you have been in the past. Plus, people look at you as—I don't think people look at you as working for Roma. I think people look at you as part of Roma in the marketplace. They would be wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No, I appreciate it. No, I mean I—I've I, told you this before. In fact, I said it on a podcast the other week where I called you Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I would um, marry myself. Yeah, I know you would. I'm a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> <laughs> We got awkward, awkward sound effects with Drew. <laughs> uh, Drew, okay. Here's a question for you. No. Okay, easy. <laughs> easy. I will be here, but I will only participate under duress. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm only here so I don't get fined. It is pretty much officially mid-January. Have you seen the downswing in gym attendees yet? Uh, I still haven't been to the gym. I've been using the home gym. That's your home gym that you posted last week, right? In the Salt and the Smoke. Oh, yeah. Is that it? That is dope. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. I, I know. He's being, he's being humble. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I haven't been to the gym because of that. It's, That's your home gym. It's easy to, it's easy to train at home, man. Why the fuck would you want to leave if that's your home gym? 
That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, now I get it. I'm just, I'm imagining like a fucking Hampton Inn type workout thing, you know, maybe the, a little bit of this, a little bit. Drew's got fucking Lifetime Fitness in his bedroom. <laughs> I like going to the gym, but this time of year, man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It's dude, it's fucking terrible. Freezing, yeah. Letting up there, dude. I'd hate to leave my house. You guys are frozen all the time. But our hearts are warm. Yeah, that's true. That is well, except true. Well, yeah, yeah. So do you just get a kick out of watching all the like poor people at the gym who can't afford their own gyms? <laughs> Those Neanderthals. I will when I go back. <laughs> Maybe next week. I think I'll uh, I'll get in there later this week, next week. See how it uh dude, I'm sure it's fucking insane. It's always stupid this time of year. Let me ask you guys this. <clears throat> so we see this a lot in exercise across the board. Guys, that's it, man. I'm going to start running once a week. And then they start running. Maybe <clears throat> maybe they'll do it for like a month, right? And then they're done. Or I'm going to stop eating this. And then they'll do it for like a month and then whatever. Do you guys see that with cigars a lot? Because I feel like once people make that commitment to get into cigars, they're pretty much into cigars. I think some people cut back. They're like, oh, I was smoking, you know, I don't know, four a week. I got to cut back to like one. But is that, a, is that an enjoyment thing or is that a financial thing? It's probably financial. Or health, right, if they're worried about some it. Some of it, Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel. I, I just feel like a that. lot of. I just feel like a lot of cigar people are some committed motherfuckers, or should be committed. Yeah. I mean, they get into it. They get into it, and they stay into it. In well, some capacity. I mean, yeah, and then sometimes sometimes they they take it the wrong way, and like, yeah, I should open a lounge. I should. <laughs> I should start my own brand. Yeah, that's what smoking, I did. I've been smoking for months. <laughs> It's been for months. months. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. And listen, I'm a guy that kind of did the same thing, so I, it just fucking happened. Like, you know, oh yeah, and I could do this. Easy. The best I'm is, like, the best is when people are like, "Man, you might have a future in this," or "Man, like you kind of know what you're doing," or "Yeah, man, I was gonna do that," and uh, you know, whatever. I love like people, people are like if Mo could do it, fucking I could, I could. do it. <laughs> Any anybody uh, can. Yeah, if Mo could do it, anybody can do it. That's the best. <laughs> it, they told you as a kid that you could be anything you put your mind to. Yeah. Point to Mo as the example. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See that, that guy over there. <laughs> So Mo, would you discourage? Would you discourage someone that came to you and said, "Hey, this is what I want to do," or would you just kind of temper their expectations of what they're going to do? Bro, I would tell them straight up. I'd be like, "Listen, if you have, you know, five hundred grand to a million to throw around at this point, right, with the stuff that's probably coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. if you have that kind of money do and it. the yearning to travel and probably ruin all of your uh, personal relationships." Personal. Right. Um, then yeah, man, it's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But yeah, if, so you, wait, if, for the, for, if for you're the single, no of, kids, and you and can buy an RV, travel yeah. the country, and you just want to burn money, it, it you could have a really great time. Yeah, but don't th- don't think you're going to be fucking balling out like no. Rocky Patel. And, Man, that's a good idea, Mo. You should get an RV. Yeah, literally, everything I've made goes right back into it. So, like, if you think like people are balling in this, nah, man, not even takes years. But I will tell a really cool story, and this is um, so I get a Happy New Year text message from a guy that I used to work with, and I didn't get it because I changed my phone number, whatever. So my other buddy that used to work with us told me that he messaged me and whatever. So I messaged him with my new number. He responds with a picture of a patina. And I'm like, whoa, where'd you get that? So he told me. He has been buying. Now, mind you, I haven't talked to this guy since probably sometime in 2017, 2018. He has been buying patina at his local. Now, this guy doesn't even smoke cigars. He's been buying patina at his local cigar shop and handing them out to people he knows that smoke cigars. Nice. Never even said anything about it. Never, like, tried to, you know, whatever, nothing. That's, that's awesome. That's crazy to me. That, that's, that's if anybody's looking for a way to support their friends who are in small business, there you fucking go. Very crazy, man. There are people much closer to me that haven't done anything even remotely like that. You know? I mean, you guys have been unbelievable supporters. That's not like, so for anybody listening, trying to cause division or whatever, I mean, this is, (laughs) but like people that I've been friends with for like, but if there are like people that I've been friends with or grew up with or whatever, that would never do anything like that. You know? Pretty cool, man. Support comes from the most random places sometimes. Speaking of which, just since it's it's been brought up, dude, those new patina, the precipitation, holy shit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That is very true. That is very true. Wow. Uh, holy holy shit. shit. Yes. That's a good thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. Smokers Abbey here says uh, they've been selling like they've been selling pretty good. Relative. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Relative. Well, they're they're <laughs> yeah. no it's no they're rough. Legit. Rough. It's I mean, legit. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're making it rain, patina. Yeah. The precipitation. Not a boy, Cal. Have an event there actually next week. Um, Can't wait. All my Texas homies, hopefully uh, in the Austin area, get a chance to uh, to catch up. I'll see what, what I can do. The 21st? 23rd? 23rd, yeah. 23rd, yeah. There you go. So excited to go back to the great state of Texas. Danny, we need to do barbecue. I think I'm going to tell you I'm going to meet you somewhere and then not show up. That Perfect. Sounds, sounds... Just tell me where to go. <laughs> so then I get good food and still have good company. Well, you got to come by the fucking office. Don't be stupid. I'll the fuck fucking office? Up. Yeah. Is that like where the casting couch is? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want it to be. It's a modeling job, though. It's a modeling job. 
<laughs> anyway, you better come by the office. Oh, play Call of Duty. Oh yeah, you could play. Uh, you can play some Madden with with uh, fucking Sean. I'll light you up. You probably will. I haven't played Madden in a long time. Uh, he's also like in a, a like a league that <laughs> plays all the time. So yeah, good luck. Yeah, you're gonna need it. Uh, all right, boys. All right. Most well, most calling it quits. <laughs> <laughs> Mo finished first. Well, as usual. Well. <laughs> uh, all right. Next week. Yeah, See ya. All right. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.